Animal Fire Radio. I see 2023 in the Rev Group booth. Today's all about tiller time. So today what we're going to do during happy hours, we're going to have some conversation like firemen like to do. We like to talk about trucks. We love the trucks we ride on. We love to talk about why they're designed the way they are. We love to see how people do it. That's what this is all about. And so today we're going to walk the TDA built by Ferrara. And we're going to walk that with Steve Crothers from Response Training Group, TractorDrawnAerial.com. This is Steve. Steve, say hello. Hello. How's it going? As well as I have Dave Perkins, who is the aerial guru for Rev Group. Hey, everybody. There it is, right? Bashful, I love it. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk, and we have some talking points that we want to talk about. So as we walk around the TDA today, we're going to talk about design theory, the reason why, the engineering aspect behind it, and then we're going to put it to street smart practicality, and Steve's going to bring in the conversation about actually how they perform and why we want them to perform the way they do. I would encourage you all, we have some swag to give away. We have stickers, handout stickers, pass them along. We have the beer flowing for happy hour here, so join us for tiller time. And as we get moving over here, it's just going to be a conversation about fire trucks and the TDA in particular. So thank you for joining us all, and you're all more than welcome to join us as we walk around the booth. So our first stop here is with this brand new Ferrara tiller. We're gonna break down some things real quick. Let's talk about theory of the tiller. Why do people want or need TDAs, tractor-drawn aerials? Great question. Uh, I think it's great to talk about this apparatus because it's changed over the last 10 to 15 years where the popularity has really started to have more or garner more interest in it. And I think there's two to three areas I always like to highlight, one being that this rig is something that we all recognize as being very maneuverable. It's a long apparatus, but it is very maneuverable. For real two reasons, and that is mainly this middle part here, this is the bendy rig part of the apparatus, you know, and it bends, and because it bends, it allows us to be very flexible and really get around tight areas. And today we are increasingly seeing areas that are building high density, you know, buildings, streets, and we have a lot of congestion. So our apparatus are very difficult to get in and out of these areas. So because it bends in the middle, allows us to really navigate around a corner. Of course, we have somebody in the back that's independent that can steer the person up front. And what that does is allows us to truly kick that trailer away from the inside, steer the trailer independently away from the inside. And there's a big strength to that. So that is one of the main reasons that people really will go to this apparatus the second one is just the sheer size allows for a lot of different variations where it can be very modular because of the compartment space. Um, Dave, what would you say is the range of compartments when you're looking at TDAs? You know, it's really going to vary based on the uh, ground ladder equipment load. You know, you look at a fire truck as a, as a big empty box. How you break that box up, whether it be ground ladder, compartment load, uh, ground ladder load, compartment cubic foot of compartmentation, whatever that looks like is going to determine the other. But you're looking at somewhere between a low of 200 cubic feet up to, you know, you could get as high as 500 cubic feet of compartmentation. We're seeing a lot of customers that are buying this almost as a heavy rescue vehicle with a ladder on the top because of the, the, the compartment capabilities. And that's huge when you think about that sheer volume of space to put our equipment in, as you just alluded to. This apparatus can be two in one, right? We could be a heavy rescue and a truck company, get all of our equipment on that. It could be a 
truck company and we've got to put a pump on the tractor because we need that water application based off what our district or city has. That becomes a huge benefit for this apparatus. And what we're seeing in the industry now is smaller departments recognizing, hey, this isn't just for the big city. This is an apparatus that can really service my service area or where I respond to. And so that becomes huge. Super important part of the conversation, right? Because a lot of departments that never had them before, a lot of urban departments will have a few in their fleet typically. But what happens is in more of the suburban and rural settings, right, the truck can offer a lot more in one package. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think when we start to really expand our understanding of that, as you said, we can have a ladder. I mean, this is a ladder truck. This thing has a lot of ground ladders. Or you need water and hose or you're going to rescue equipment. Uh, though That makes this rig very versatile. And I think... The other thing I would say, the last thing I would say is, uh, this is one that's kind of hard to quantify, but this rig garners attention. This is the original, you know, OG of ladder trucks. Yes. Um, it's going to bring spray decor to your department, and that means interest in the firefighters getting re-engaged in something that we want to do. Come to work, have fun, enjoy. This is the rig we saw going down the road when we were little kids. This is the hook and ladder. It's the iconic symbol of the American fire service, for sure. Other other than a diehard engine guy, who doesn't want to There you go, sure right? right? Yeah, we're talking about a truck right now, Dave. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yep, good. And we talk about the true truck. Dave, talk to me real quick. I mean, Rev Group is a, a many brands under one umbrella. Absolutely. So this is a Ferrara build on a TDA, but we do at Rev Group have different variations from different manufacturers as well. Absolutely. There's several different lines offered by the Rev Group. Um, as, uh, as Steve said, if, if your application is a lot of ground, ground ladders and a little bit of compartmentation, we have an option for you. If it's a lot of compartmentation and a, a few ground ladders, we have an option for you. If it's, you know, waterway, no waterway, we have an option for you. Pump, tank, we can meet the full gamut of what your, your tractor-drawn aerial needs are. We can, we, can, we can meet every need. Yeah, and so what I like to do with National Fire Radio, we do a lot of our apparatus innovation content, and we like to share those tips, tricks, and hacks on how people build their apparatus. How they do it in California is different than Alaska. It's different in Florida, Texas, New Jersey, you name it. So what we can do with a platform is we can share those tips, tricks, and hacks because somebody somewhere might be looking for an answer or solution to something, and so what we can offer is how it's being done across the country based upon their needs. And so what's fun about that is I like to get into the details of some of the builds. Steve, talk to me about the benefits of the short front bumper on this truck. Well, again, when we're talking about a tractor-drawn area, we're talking about a rig that historically is very long, the longest apparatus on the fire ground. And so when you think about this apparatus, one of the things you want to do is you want to start thinking about, and Dave, I'm just going to steep over here, think about the length of this can get big. So typically our aerials will go, you know, a TDA is somewhere around 60 feet. One of the areas we can really try to harness not getting it as long is putting a short bumper on here. Now, I know that can be hard for some people because we all like to sit on this piece of equipment right here. It's great. But when we make this a short bumper, what it allows us to do is put this area right here between the tire and the bumper, which we call a cab over design, we can drive that out over a grass curb of something to that extent. Now, what does that do for us? That means that the fifth wheel is going to go five feet deeper into a corner, and that means space on the inside, yeah. opening up the space. So by making a shorter bumper, you're taking advantage of that because I don't want that bumper to potentially come into a pony wall, a, a pole, a stump. So I, I want to be able to drive that farther into any kind of corner we're going. So that's a, a consideration you think about because of our turning capacity and the benefit of the maneuverability. And, and keep in mind, this is, this is very 
customer driven, very customer specific. Um, customer determined they needed this based on their operating area. And that's, that's one of the things that with any manufacturer, any of our brands, we're not going to tell you how to use your fire truck. We're going to consult with you on what, what we offer that is best going to suit your department's needs. In this case, because of narrow, tight, very urban area, they needed that short bumper. If you need more bumper because you run extrication tools, whatever, off the front bumper, that's certainly an option. Absolutely. So again, you build and design the apparatus based upon your needs in your first two district. Absolutely makes sense. Let's talk about that then because we have variations. This is a dry, this is a true truck, no pump. A lot of municipalities, a lot of cities, a lot of communities require water on their aerials. What are some options and things to consider when we want to think about a pump module and tank? Well, when you have to have water, that's the requirement of your needs, of where you're responding. So that has become a very consistent, normal thing. But even though that you may have to put a pump on the tractor, this apparatus still is able to navigate the tight considerations of our districts. And so the pump is something that you want to think about. Okay, I don't necessarily want a wide pump. I want to try to condense that, put the tank, the water tank on top of the pump. That's a very great way to save space in this area because it's this space between this wheel and the drive line here that we're trying to protect because that is where we're going to really make this rig maneuverable trying to protect the overall length of this tractor and i would say because this tractor doesn't have a pump we're talking 142 inches on this overall length of this tractor which is amazing when you're talking about driving this rig and being maneuverable that's crazy numbers 142 inch wheelbase really allows you to become very capable of getting where you need to get so what i would suggest too is if you're in the idea that there might be some you know options or availabilities to look at a tda design for your department i can't stress enough how important it is to do your education right because this is a unique build this is not a straight frame there's a lot to it right dave talk to the considerations real quick about what rev group can offer anybody that's interested in a tda as I said, we offer different tip loads depending on what your capacities, your capabilities are, your needs. Um, there's departments out there that want uh, a straight area with a ladder pipe, no pre-piped waterway. We offer options for that. We offer options for pre-piped waterway. Pump tanks, let's face it, we, we understand that the fire service is up against uh, a, a lack of manpower, a lack of uh, funds. Uh, traditionally so we know that you're trying to do more with less and we are doing everything we can as the rev group as manufacturers to help you accomplish accomplish that goal and we try and be something to everyone in other words offer an option of whatever hopefully we can make whatever you come up with within reason but to help you through that doing more with less I love it thank you Dave Steve, talk to me functionality. I want to get into the weeds a little bit more than on functionality. Flat roof versus raised roof on a TDA. Love this conversation. When we think about the TDA and we think about the idea of a flat roof versus a raised roof. I remember as a volunteer starting out, uh, all of our trucks were flat roof. I am a tall person. And so the creature comfort of getting into this apparatus and being able to have a raised roof is very nice. However, as a volunteer, I remember getting in the rig and being able to still do my job. So when we're talking about creature comforts versus a TDA with a flat roof, what does that give us? Well, two things I would say. One, our tiller operator is the highest point of this apparatus. And with that being that they are so high, they have the capability of seeing out past the driver. 
from the tiller cap. And so they're going to see things if this roof has a clear, clear view. And a lowered roof gives you that capability. So it's giving the tiller operator the best optimal view. And if you raise the roof, potentially you're blocking that. The other thing that happens is the tiller operator is wanting to watch the tractor and the position it takes as it navigates through the city. And so by having a lower roof gives you that capability. Second thing I would say that's really important is this aerial. So I want to maximize the capability of this aerial. And if it's got to fly to the front of the tractor, by having a raised roof, I am potentially taking out away the capabilities. And what am I talking about? Let's say you go to the scene, it is a congested area, you've got cars on both sides, and I cannot kick my tractor to the right or left. And so now I've got to put my aerial out over my cab. If I've got a flat roof, what does that give me? It gives me more capability of reach and not diminishing my ability to get where I need that aerial to go. So for those reasons, I advocate a lower roof which again is about value system. What do we value? And those are the two things I think we need to think about if you're specking or thinking about specking a tiller rig. I thought the conversation was really interesting too, sidebar before this. We talked about if you had a raised roof, how much that limits you when the ladder is fully extended. You're talking another story. It could be a total, uh, 100 yeah. feet out if yes. you're flying out over the aerial. Yes, yeah. So a raised cab on an aerial, think about functionality. I love yeah. it. Yeah, we're mid, we're mid, uh, mid um, right. Yeah. So let's talk about the fifth wheel area, which is the really interesting part. It's the articulation of the TDA. Talk to me about some considerations here and the jacks as well. Well, with the TDA, as I said earlier, we're able to bend this rig right here at the fifth wheel. We, we consider the fifth wheel the center of the universe for a TDA. The reason being is I have the capability of putting this where I need it to go. And what that means is ultimately I can take this fifth wheel and I can push it closer to my objective, which means I can gain quite a bit of reach with my aerial by simply maneuvering this in closer to the objective that we're trying to get. And that becomes huge when we're talking about operational readiness and being the best we can with that. Now, with a, another thing with the TDA, as you said, Jeremy, is our outriggers. I am talking about two outriggers with a TDA. Huge advantage when we're talking about setup. So as the AO gets out and is trying to set this up, they're not running to the back of the apparatus to set jacks. All, both are right here, and I can look right under my gooseneck and see both jacks, set them up very quickly, very fast. And because my turntable is right here mid-mount, I'm getting right up to the turntable. So it's about efficiency and speed. And with two outriggers, that's all I need to do. I'm not talking about six, four. I'm only talking about two. That's a huge benefit. Love it. Why don't we walk this way a little bit? And as we continue down the line here, I encourage you all to please take part in the beverages. If you're interested, we'd love to have you hang out and enjoy the party here. So let's talk about the body of the TDA, modular compartmentation. What does that mean? Dave, let's start with you. What, can, what are some things that we can consider when we talk about the body? Pretty much, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit. And a lot of it is going to revolve around your ground ladder complement. When you, when you meet with your apparatus specialist and, and talk about your tiller, probably one of the first things they're going to ask you is ground complement. We want to find a home for the largest things on the aerial. And that's pretty much going to drive everything else. So if we, we determine what your ground ladder complement, 
is that's going to help us determine what the cubic foot of compartmentation or what the potential for compartmentation is going to be on the vehicle. First question we're going to ask, how many feet of ground ladders you want to carry? Out of that, how many feet of ground ladders do you carry? We want to know about, <clears throat> excuse me, 45 and 50 foot ladders. Are you going to carry those because they're large, they require a lot of space? As that ground ladder complement goes up, the amount of compartmentation goes down. So what you're going to see as we walk around this truck, because of the ground ladder complement this customer had, their requirement is you see low side compartments on this side because we're going to have ladders banked on the outside of the outside of the trailer. When we get to the other side, you'll see full height, full depth compartments to use that more as a traditional rescue truck type operation. Talk to me about the functionality of the body. Yeah, again, just like what Dave's saying, we're going to try to first understand what your needs are. And you'll see the difference between the driver's side and the officer's side in regards to how they configured this apparatus. We have low compartments because we are taking advantage of our ground ladder complement here, which, as we said before, this is a real ladder truck really focusing on getting those ground ladders to the scene. So this gives you quite a lot of bit of space on the below, but also gives you more up here. And you'll see on the other side how it's a little different, which is exactly the modular component we are talking about. Based on your needs, how do you want to spec this? There's so much to this apparatus. We're talking about a tractor, trailer, or tiller cab. And when we look in here, there's so many decisions to be made. And we haven't even opened these doors in regards to what you would do inside for your compartmentation with the equipment that you might have. I love it. Talk about some lighting. We're talking about the below-grade lighting here with the rub rail, Steve. We talked about that. Yeah, that's cool. When we think about lighting in the National Fire Service, it's changed dramatically when we're talking about LEDs. As LEDs have come into the industry, it's changed our ability to really highlight what your rig is when you're talking about emergency scenes. And when you think about the traditional TDA, we generally had lights on the tractor, and then we had a rotator light on the very back of the trailer, which meant as you went through an intersection, the customer, your citizens, would see the front of the engine, or excuse me, the front of the tractor, and think that was an engine. But then about two seconds later, they'd see the back of this thing come through. So now we have the capacity to connect the front to the back using the rub rails here and putting our LED emergency lights in here. And I've, there's so many different variations talking to Dave in regards to what type of lighting you can do and where we can put them on. But now, when you turn those emergency lights on, the entire apparatus is being seen by the citizens that you are responding through, and that becomes a huge benefit. And you can go crazy. I've seen people go crazy, um, but you know, here's a great example of in the rub rails where they have emergency lightings connecting the tractor with the trailer. Great. Why don't we keep walking back a little bit? We're going to hit on some other <clears throat> aspects of the build. As we come back to the tiller box, if you will, the tiller cab. Yeah. Let's talk about some options that are available on this one. How's it going, Jeremy? You look great, buddy. Yeah, feels good up here. Thank you, Joey. Um, yeah, so up here, there's a lot of different variations that can be really customized based on what your needs are. One area that we were talking about earlier is this tiller cab actually has a sunroof in it. And what does the sunroof give you? Well, it gives you the capability as a tiller operator one, as I pull up to the scene, I'm able to look up and not have be obstructed by the over uh, the, the top of the cab, but more so if I'm coming up to a mid-rise, a high-rise, 
I can look up and get a good view of what I'm looking at before I pop my head out. And so that's a nice benefit. It also gives us a lot more sunlight, so it gives us more capability of getting light in here. And then some options, you can actually put this so it pops up so you can get some ventilation as you go through and driving down. So if you don't have, say, your air conditioning on, you can open the sunroof and, you know, cruise. I love it. While you're up there, look down at Dave and talk about sight lines. How important are sight lines from your vantage point? Yeah, sight lines become something that's very important when you're thinking about specking this. As I sit up here in the tiller cab, I have to think about my capability of seeing on either side. Now, if I'm running in the winter and my doors are shut, I'm really looking out these windows, and that's what I have regarding my capability of seeing what's down there. Inherently with the tiller rig, we're going to have blind spots. That's just the nature of this apparatus in the tiller operator. So there's certain parts I may not be able to see because of the compartmentation. On this side, for example, because of the ladders, I have amazing sight lines because the ladders are going to be not obstructing. So as I look out here, I can see Dave right now, and I can see that outrigger uh, as Dave continues to go out. This is a beautiful sight line. Conversely, on the other side, I've got high compartments. The nice thing about that is the high compartments don't come all the way back to the back of the trailer. So there is a blind spot over here that I'm gonna have to lean out a little bit, maybe open my door. So for example, I'd be looking down here as I'm tillering. But that's a consideration because the thing is, is the tiller operator is always up here, always looking in these areas. So yes. you wanna pay attention to that. Now let's say for example, you need a high compartments all the way back. Well, that's where you can put tiller cameras in and offset that type of situation. But these are the things you think about and you really wanna go and get in tiller cabs and kind of look yourself and see what works for you and not. So that's something that's really important to go through. Thank you, that's good. Dave, why don't you and I start working around the rear, and then we're going to have Steve climb down. Now, I know, listen, we're going to be coming around and going up the officer side of the rig. We want you to come with us, so please come with us because there's a lot of things on the opposite side here that need to be discussed as well. So we encourage you to join us on the journey around. I know it's a lot of work, but come around. We need you to join us here, uh, and so on. Dave, talk to me about the ladder lock system on this apparatus. It's kind of unique. <coughs> this uh, ladder lock system that's on this truck happens to be um, pneumatic. Um, it allows for uh, certain customers, certain ladder loads. This may be an option. As you can see on this particular uh, ladder compartment, it happens to be open to the back. Um, this particular customer requested that that, that ladder area be open to the back. Potential does exist for it to be enclosed. I know myself, I live in the northeastern part of the country. We like to keep all the snow and salt and everything off the ladders. So um, they can be secured in there with several different ways, and they can be, uh, can be in an enclosed compartment as well. But again, this one happens to be a pneumatic system that is uh, developed specifically for the customer, but it's an option for everyone. And uh, I would flip that switch, but the truck's been sitting in here without any air pressure. So. No, I get that completely. <laughs> but what's really unique and interesting about the design of TDAs, and Rev Group offers so many variations that you can build out according to what your needs and specs are. So the ladder tunnel, as we talked about before, can offer a lot of options in that build too. Yeah, again, we know that this ladder truck has a lot of ground ladders on the outside, but this is where you really start to see the overall length of your ground ladders, that ladder tunnel and what you can put in here. And this can be configured so many different ways. That's correct. 
correct, Dave? Absolutely. There's you can go up to hundreds, of, hundreds of feet of ground ladders, and you know there's the, there's customers that we work with that that have ground ladders stacked on both sides of the vehicle. So where you see the low side compartments on this side, we could duplicate that on this side. It really comes down to what the customer needs, and I can't stress enough when when you're laying out this vehicle. Our job is, is the salespeople for the Rev Fire Group isn't to tell you how to run your business, how to do your job. Our job is to consult with you, tell you what we have to offer, when we can understand what, what you want to do with that vehicle. I love it. So we know part of the reason for TDAs is the maneuverability, the functionality of it. That also means grade work, hills, ups and downs, right? Talk to me about the importance of the angle of departure yeah, angle departure to clearance, basically from the back tiller wheel all the way back of the trailer, because this is so long, if you have a lot of topography hills in your area, you, this the back of this rig, you got to think about like, hey, would that scrape? So you can see here, we've got a 14.7 departure of angle for clearance in the back. And that's basically, this is not going to hit anything as you go up a big hill. So if you have that type of response area, you might want to think about like, okay, we're going to cut back the back of the trailer to accomplish that part of our district and what that looks like. So that's, a, that's an important piece. That's something you can customize based off of your own district and what the manufacturers such as Rev Group can offer in regards to different variations of that. Absolutely. There's different, there's different angles of departures. This uh, particular vehicle, again, not to overstate, is very customer specific. If you have those areas in your jurisdiction that require this, then that's certainly an option. If you don't need as steep of an angle or you don't need as steep of a of a uh, angle of departure, angle of approach, and certainly we can lower the, the rear portion of the truck down and provide some more compartmentation, but completely and totally dependent on what your ju jurisdiction requires. Great, Dave, good points there. Steve, thank you on the angle of departure. Why don't we talk about access to the tiller cap? I'm concerned if we go around the corner, we're gonna lose you guys. We're not gonna lose you, are you? You coming with us? You're filming. We need you to come with us. Let's go around the other side. It's a good, okay. represent, good representation of the Lattaway. Please join us for the tour. Come on around. Go fill up your cup and come back. We want to hear from you. So, guys, talk to me real quick about the importance of your access to the tiller cab where it's located. So when you're thinking about getting into the tiller cab, and what we see here is a tiller cab that has sliding doors. And there's advantages to sliding doors versus suicide doors, different pros and cons. And really, one of the things that you can do when you have a sliding door is you can take your stairs and put them directly under the tiller cab. What does that give you? The ergonomics of quickly get up into the tiller cab. Or in this situation, they spec the, the steps to be forward of the tiller cab. Well, why would they do that? What's well, that cause and effect? And the benefit of that is what I'm able to do is I'm able to take my stairs, put them there, and now we can see that we've tapered the back end of this trailer. We've made it skinnier. Why would we do that? Well, if I'm turning around the corner as a tractor driver, my tiller operator is going to want to kick this trailer to the outside, opening up the inside. And the benefit of that is trying to get this part of the apparatus as far close to any object that's out here, a car, a pole, a fence, whatever it is. If this is skinnier, that means I can get it closer to that object, which basically means I'm opening up the inside as I make the turn for the tractor driver. So I love this idea that we're going to make the back end much skinnier by tapering it back. And the way we do that is push those tiller steps forward. Again, if you have a very tight area, that's going to be a consideration that you might want to do. But again, you can take your stairs and put them right here as well. 
Again, cause and effect. What are you looking for? What's the benefit? And that's what I think. Go ahead, Dave. Were you going to say something? I was, I was just going to say, one of the things we as manufacturers keep in mind is how easy it is for you to get to the tiller cab, how safe it is for you to get, to get to the tiller cab. We understand that you can't do your job if you're not riding in that tiller box or if you're riding in a cab. We want to make it as safe as possible for you to get inside that box. We all know firefighter injuries, slips, strips, and falls are a big one. That's why we provide these wide, very well lit. Um, you'll see some of the lights from our lighting partners here. They're awful small, but they're are extremely bright, knurled handrails, non-skid surface on it. We want you to be able to, as safely as possible, do your job. Because if you're not on the truck, you're not able to do your job. I love that. And, and you know, just thinking about it, departments do TDAs. They order TDAs and put them in service for their maneuverability and functionality, how versatile, how versatile they are, right, on the fire ground. And so the design then matters and the build matters. So everything we're talking about today, every decision made when designing a TDA will affect the functionality and versatility of the rig. And so that's why today, as we walk this and we talk about the importance of where your access points are so you can taper the rear and the angle of departure, these are all things that matter in the grand scheme of things when functionality and versatility of the apparatus. And, and this is where you have an opportunity to have really good conversations as you start the process of trying to understand what are your needs and how will this apparatus help you as you go through that process. And I love having these conversations. Like I'm an apparatus nerd, as you know, Jeremy, we talk about this all the time. I'll sit and talk tillers all day long. And really what it's about is discovering what is it that you, this truck is gonna give you and how can you best set it up for your, that purpose itself. I love it. Why don't we wander down a little bit more? We talk about the versatility of it. Well, we were talked on the other side about the modular setup of what we could do with the TDA body, compartmentation, low side, high side, depending on what you want to, how you want to build, what equipment you're carrying, and so on. Dave, talk to me about the modular concept on this side. This is a little bit different than the other side. Yeah, on this side, we, we went with more of a um, full height compartment design. As you can see, it allows us to, to utilize the upper back wall space of the compartmentation. Just allows us to provide more equipment for that department to carry. Some departments will set it up, depending on the potential use or the intended use for the vehicle, sometimes they'll set a vehicle up for more firematic stuff on one side if they're using it as a heavy rescue. Sometimes the, the taller, deeper car compartments will lend itself to more rescue type equipment. We're seeing a lot of people get into the technical rescue market, especially the trunk companies, allows for more um, depth of compartmentation, keeps ropes, um, yes. paratech equipment, that type of stuff inside, contained. But it, it, the, it, it allows you to do pretty much whatever you want. You can see different compartment configurations here. And again, I, I'm going to overstate it, but it is specific to what you want. We don't sell you a compartment package and say you need to make do with these. this compartment. Too bad. Do it. We'll help you lay out those compartments based on what your needs are of that truck. Let me jump in real quick, Dave. Um, to his point, as we see the difference on the officer side, excuse me, the driver side versus the officer side, high compartments, we have a lot of capability of putting a different equipment in here. And if I come back here, open this compartment here, this is, uh, again, uh, this rig we didn't really state, this is 56 feet long. That is an incredibly short TDA. This thing is going to drive like a sports car in your city. I mean, it really is gonna get where you need to go, bringing all this equipment with you. So uh, just to speak a little bit, Jeremy, on the idea of the modular we've been talking about, and 
what the benefit of the 56 is, I just stated. What's something that's gonna, you're not gonna get fit with 56? Well, 50, if you go to 60 feet, you get a whole nother compartment. And it, at that point, what's happening is now you're outside of the ladder tunnel itself. And with that, you're gonna get transverse compartments. So now I'm able to pull my equipment out on either side because I'm outside the um, footprint of the ladder tunnel. That'd be 60 feet. Or go 56. So again, it's what you value and what you think is best for your department. Say you need more compartments, you'd add a whole nother compartment right here. You're going to add length to the overall rig. But again, that's what you're valuing. I love it. And something I want to point out too, just the, the little bit of apparatus innovation nerdiness that I get into is like when I go look at trucks, they look nice and shiny and we love the functionality and we look at them, but I really like to get under the hood, right? Something really cool is just the protection right here of the LED strip lighting within the compartments itself, right? I just picked this up as we were walking, but these are the things when I shoot my apparatus innovation content, it's the details that matter. So this is a department that's probably Equipment's coming in and out quite often. It's dinging up the, the LED strip lighting in here, the compartmentation lighting. So they chose to put a guard over the lighting to eliminate the ability to damage the lighting. It's those little details when building apparatus that can make a difference on a custom fire apparatus. So when I look at trucks, those are those little things, those little nuances that I'm looking for. So just something that stuck out to me. Like it. Love All it. All right, let's go to the fifth wheel. We're not going to hold you guys up too much. So come with us. We're almost around the front. We're going to do a couple things over here, and we're going to come right back around. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Good, good, like it. So let's talk about the fifth wheel area on the officer side, Steve. What are we looking at here? Well, what I like about this particular setup and the design is the access to the turntable. Because of the way these stairs are configured, ergonomically getting up here becomes very easy. So I am literally just coming right up here, and now I'm up on the turntable, getting to my aerial, and I'm able to do what I need to do up here, raising and moving the aerial. So you could just see how easy it was for me to get up on the turntable just using these stairs themselves. And that, I think, is something that we don't consider as much. A lot of what you'll see is like stairs or like a ladder going up. This one is extremely easy, clean, to get up to my turntable, which is what I want after I set those outriggers. I want to get up there and start operating. I love it. Dave, you have anything here for me? Just again, I can't, I, I can't state enough. We want to keep you guys in the streets. We want to keep you guys working. We're very conscious of the NFTA standards and, and safe, step, safe stepping places for you on the vehicle. And, you know, we, we know that at 2 o'clock in the morning when it's raining or snowing or whatever, we want to provide the most successful or the best access for you to get to that turntable, the safest. I also just want to mention and show, highlight this box here. This is a pretty huge coffin box. There's three compartments in the whole uh, situation. We've got a box here, one in the middle, and one on the other side. You literally, Jeremy, could jump up there and get in that box, and it would close the lid on you, and you we wouldn't see you. Do you need me to? Do you want no, me to? That's okay. I think uh, they would like it, but we're not going to do that. Will. They wouldn't let me out. Yeah. <laughs> But that is a lot of compartment space that a lot of people forget about. Hey, behind the tractor, I've got all this space. Take advantage of that. There's different variations you can do back here based on your needs. Traditionally, this is where your water pump would be if you had a pump. Right. But again, a lot of compartment space right there. We noticed that this aerial does not have a waterway, right? Yes. I love talking to people about pre-plumb waterway, no one waterway. That's the one conversation that's going to get everybody stirred up in the firehouse. But when we think about this waterway, or this rig doesn't have a waterway, what's the advantage there? Well, when we think about 
the overall length, and we said 56 feet, which is incredible. How do we get 56 feet? One way we're able to get that is if you don't put a pre-plumbed waterway on that aerial, when you bed this aerial, the fly section in the upper mid is going to be bedded into the aerial when it's in the cradle. And that takes about two to three feet off the overall length of this rig. So if you want to be creative. That's a really good point. And get this rig shorter, that's one way you can get more of a very short rig. That's just one way. There's different variations to that. But people don't realize that that waterway with the cradle sticks out, the fly section sticks out a good two, three feet. If this thing was bedded in the cradle, you'd see it was all the way seated back in the, the base section. I love it. Dave. Jeremy, with your apparatus innovation stuff, I'm sure w one of the things we're seeing a lot with customers, again, I'm harping on the, the climbing safety, but one of the things we're seeing a lot is that storage area be using, being used for saws. Instead of having a saw that you pull out of a compartment, climb up the truck with the saw in your hand, a lot of customers are using that area up there for saw storage. It's up, it's out of the way, you grab it just before you start up the ladder. Yeah, it's a massive dunnage area. We were up there yesterday looking at it. You can put a lot of stuff, even a Jeremy in there, so I get it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move around. I want to bring you back to where the, the taps are cold. So we're going to come back around. We're going to wrap the conversation on the TDA in the tiller time. Go ahead, Joel, no issues. So, we're, wow, it's a lot louder over here. You don't realize. So as, as we come around the front, we just did our 360 walking tour of the TDA. So, a couple last words, Steve, talk to me about the TDA, the passion you have for it, and why people want them. Yeah, as, as we've done this walk around, it should become obvious as people start to evaluate in their head, like, hey, is this something that could work for my department? And I know that some of us have very strong traditions about our mid mounts, our rear mounts, or what's important to us, or we've always operated this way. Really what we want to do is highlight the majesty of this apparatus and all that it does. And in 30 minutes, we just scraped the surface. There's so much more to talk about inside the tractor, inside the tiller cab, and, and again, the compartments. So we really wanted to highlight just some of the areas that people we want people to think about when you're thinking about evaluating, hey, is this the best platform for my department? Why would I do that? You know, sometimes people have a sense of like, this is a scary rig because there's two people operating that. Well, we are a firm believer that there's a standard in the way we should drive this rig. And so we really get really big into how do we train people and what does that look like? And you need to have that standardization that makes this rig so safe, so consistent, because I want to make sure that the person up here is connected to the person back here, whether they have 26 years and that person has two years, we're going to be able to get this rig down the road safely and efficiently. And this rig does it in spades. I mean, it really does it. And again, it's the sexy rig of the fire service, and I'm not suggesting that we buy a rig because it's sexy. I'm simply saying that's part of the appeal, that spree decor that brings people together, the magic of the fire service. We're all kids at heart, and we get to play on these pieces of apparatus. That is a cool thing to do. Couldn't agree with you more. Dave, last thoughts, words? If you're in the market for an aerial device, tiller or otherwise, there's no reason to go anywhere but the RevFire Group. We've got E1, Spartan, LTI, or excuse me, LT, Ferrara. We've got uh, Smeal Aerials. We've got everything. You want a steel ladder? We've got steel ladders. Aluminum ladders? We've got aluminum ladders. I think one of the things I hope you took away today is we are extremely diverse in what we can do for you as a customer. No reason to look anywhere else for your tiller needs. Right here is the place you need to be. Love it. Dave, Steve, thank you very much. Guys, it should be said, we're going to be in the booth. So we're going to end the tour.
We want you to stay, enjoy, indulge, and engage us. We want to talk to you. Come ask us questions. Steve and his crew from TractorDrawnAerial.com will be here. They'll answer any questions you have. They are super knowledgeable. They are the premier consulting group for TDAs. Dave, thank you very much. Dave is a world, has a world of knowledge on everything Rev. So please come pick their brains. These are the guys that can help you make decisions when designing and building your apparatus. And for myself, I'm here and I talk a lot. So come find me and we'll chat. I love it. So anyway, thank you to Rev Group. Thank you, Dave, Ashley, and the crew. Thank you very much for having National Fire Radio here, celebrating tiller time today. Steve Crothers, I love this guy. He's like my older, better looking, taller brother. I love it. Thank so, you. Appreciate anyway, you, Jeremy. Yeah. But please, come engage us. Stay. Enjoy. Indulge. We appreciate you being here. We got stickers and handouts and everything else. Thank you to the Rev Group, and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. Dive in. It's tiller time. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for being here. <laughs>